What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 62nd episode of the Boundless Business Podcast. As always, it's Larissa, Justine, and Nika. Team, happy Monday. How are we feeling? Feeling great. <laughs> yeah, feeling good. I can't believe it's, uh, I mean, the, I don't know if you guys feel it, but this year's just flying by. So, um, every, yeah, we're officially th- in Q2. So, if any of your marketing messages say Q1, pause the video and then go change it to Q2. It's uh, small, but it goes a long way. So, Justine, what are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about pricing and maximizing profits. So, different factors to consider when pricing uh, your home services, ser- your home based home-based services business. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on, mouthful. <laughs> home um, services pricing. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, so Larissa, do you want to start us off? Yeah. Well, let's, let's first talk about pricing and then we'll get into maximizing profits. So when you want to know how to price things, you can't price anything until you know your costs. So there's a bunch of costs you need to know. You need to know labor, equipment, raw materials, any overhead costs that might be associated. Um, Ideally, you know this for every single job. So ideally for every job, you can say, I had 10 hours of labor at, uh, just for easy math, I'm gonna use $10 an hour, just easy math. 10 hours of labor, $10 an hour. So my labor cost there uh, is $100. So that way, you know, you're like, okay, my labor costs $100. Then you wanna factor in your equipment costs. There's a couple of things you need to keep in mind when factoring in equipment costs. One is that the, the value of your equipment degrades over time. Think about it like if you own a landscaping truck, we'll just use that as an example. If you own a landscaping truck, what it's worth the day you buy it is not what it's worth the day after. Literally the next day, it probably has lost 10% the minute you drive it off the lot. Those are all things you need to take into account. You need to take into account you know, what What are you paying for, let's say, any additional vehicles or uh, tools you might have? Let's say you've got a ton of saws and a ton of augers and things like that, really just to make sure you have all the equipment you need to do the job right. Then you have your overhead costs. That's everything that goes into running your business elsewhere, right? Not necessarily the cost associated with the individual job, but maybe the cost of your CRM, your marketing costs, your, uh, you office know, assistant. yeah, office assistance or, you know, ad- additional help you just might need. That's all kind of considered your overhead. Then you want to make sure you're factoring in raw materials. So materials are different from equipment. Equipment is something your business owns and will continue to use time and time again. Materials are largely what the end customers paying for. So I'll use artificial turf as an example. If somebody's purchasing from you, uh, I'll just continue using 10 because it's easy. It's 10 by 10 square foot of artificial grass. Granted, that's not a ton, but let's say you're selling it for $10 a square foot. So 10 by 10 is 100, 100 square feet, $10 a square foot, $1,000. You know your uh, labor costs are 100, Let's say you sell the turf for 10, but it costs you five. So you're making some money on the materials itself. So that costs you 500, and then you wanna add that to your other $100 labor cost. Then you wanna make sure you're adding in, I'm just gonna say for overhead costs, let's say 250, right? Just to keep it easy. So we're at 850 
in total costs so far. We didn't factor in any equipment. Well, let's just say another $150 for equipment costs. Well, at, a, at all those costs and everything associated with getting this job done, if you're only gonna price the client at $10 a square foot, you're making no money, exactly zero money. So that is sort of an issue, right? You wanna make sure you're pricing to be able to have profit margins in. So once you know all your costs associated with those things, then, I mean, it also sort of depends on the, uh, on, on just whatever profit margin you're realistically looking for. I mean, obviously everybody wants to do as much profit all the time, of course, but you have to price it also within what's reasonable for the market to pay. So let's say the market is willing to pay an additional $500 for this service that we could have quoted $1,000 for and broke even. At that additional 500, okay, then you're starting to make some money, right? Like that's your profit margin. Then your profit margin is of that $1,500 total, 500 of that is profit, 1,000 is cost. You have about a 33% profit margin. Now that was certainly a lot and a lot of things to keep in mind. And it's something that it, it can be really difficult. And this is one of the reasons I think it's important to break it down by job, right? To break it down in all those categories. You need to have your labor, your material cost, your overhead cost, and any equipment. Equipment, again, you want to make sure you're taking into account that it is devaluing over time. So you want to make sure that let's say you're making like a $200 car payment on your landscaping truck, right? You wanna make sure that $200 car payment is being calculated, but also that you're keeping in mind the depreciation on the vehicle itself. So it's not just the cost associated with that, it's also the cost you're losing and that if you decided to sell that vehicle today, it's not worth what you paid for it yesterday. So you need to keep in mind all those factors as well, because not only do you have to pay for this truck, this truck's not going to last forever. You're going to need a new one in five years. So you need to make sure you're factoring in future state into your pricing as well to make sure you can afford equipment upgrades and equipment that doesn't last forever. Uh, staffing changes. Everybody knows it's not super inexpensive to hire new people. So I always recommend taking your overhead costs and doubling that at least and then do your uh, profit margins on top of all that. So your overhead costs doubled. Also make sure you're factoring in taxes, everything like that. So taxes, overhead, all that. Then you wanna set your profit margins. So you have your base cost that gets you fully operational to be able to complete the job and make $0, multiply that by 1.5 at least. I would recommend two. I'd recommend just doubling it because no matter how careful of a planner you are, there will always be extra costs, always. And there's gonna be things that, that are just completely out of your control. You have a landscaping truck, well, great. The price of gas just went up to $5. So you need to be able to have some wiggle room to accommodate for those changing prices that you have to pay as well. Once you have those prices, then it might be a good time to take stock and to say, okay, what, who am I getting my supplies from? Is there any way I can maintain the same quality of supply while reducing my expense? And there's a lot of different options you can do there, a lot of different partnerships you could do. Would definitely look into those as well. If you feel that with all those things added up, there is not a market rate that people are willing to pay. If there's not a market rate people are willing to pay where you are, again, not making $0, making profit, because you're not going to factor in everything when you plan all this out, you need to be making a lot of profit. Again, I just recommend doubling whatever your cost is. 
after that, then you need to be going back and making sure like, okay, if we have, let's say a 50% profit margin, then how do we increase that to 55%? And maybe that's by reducing your materials cost, or maybe that's by consolidating a few jobs to simplify the workflow. Or it could even be implementing tools that cost you more money on the front end, but save you money on the back end. I mean, there's a billion different ways to do it. But those are all things you should definitely be taking into consideration. One thing people often forget when they factor in the pricing of their jobs is they forget to factor in the price that it took to acquire that job. So that's one thing that I want to make sure it doesn't get lost here. It would be factored into your like overhead. But factoring in like marketing costs and acquisition costs are really important especially when it comes to uh, home services and anything along those lines. So when you factor in your, your acquisition costs, think about your total cost of the job. It will probably be 10 to 20% of the total cost of the job. So keep that in mind as you're factoring in pricing, that if it's $1,000 a job, you should expect to acquire that client to spend $100 to $200 just to get the job in the door. But make sure all of that is factored in in regards to your pricing. And so that way you're not like losing money on anything. So I think those are all the notes I have in terms of how to set pricing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and like I said, we want to go very, very deep into this because it's, especially if you're starting a business or you've done it for a little bit, you might have like a million dollar a year, but only walk away with like $15,000 in profit, uh, which is not what you want to do because I mean, that's, that's just, large right um now assuming you got paid into that that's not you know and paid yourself like two hundred thousand. then oh that's good but uh, we wanted to talk more specifically around the you know what it actually costs to run the business because you know marketing is one component to it but net net you have to know your numbers so with that being said let's talk about maximizing uh profit right so there are Larissa gave a bunch of ideas on you know increasing like you know a great first thing that most people don't do is just increase your prices um especially to newer clients they don't they, with older clients right that's that's a whole different beast altogether you can't go drastically you can't go from like uh, installing you know um, uh, for like ten dollars a square foot to fifteen that might be a lot to someone who you've worked with for a little bit and there's things that you might not want to do right like it probably doesn't cost you anything to continue working with someone so you want to factor in the not having to do it another acquisition cost but if it's one of those clients that just bugs you every single day and you're spending like 30 minutes a day with them and you charge your you know your hourly is 50 bucks that's costing you 25 bucks a day so you have to like really weigh it and it's hard because there might be a relationship there but kind of going back to the like maximizing profit specifically, one of the easiest ways to do this is increase pricing or strategically increase pricing. So one thing that I always recommend is to do the good, better, best, or small, medium, large approach. So uh, let's say for turf, um, you know, most people will go with the medium price of turf, right? So if you have a super high anchor and a, uh, a mid-tier, let's, so let's put numbers, right? Let's say uh, to install turf in your region, it costs $8 on the low end, $12 on the medium end, and $20 in the high end. Most people do not go for the cheapest one, right? So if you moved your um, lowest pricing to $9 instead of eight and went from 12 to 13 
and kept your highest at 20, most people will go automatically to the medium one. So that's one way to increase uh, like cost or, or profit by $1 by just changing the way that you articulate the solution, right? Now there are people that are gonna go for the cheapest one. And even in that scenario, you're still making a dollar more or if you wanna increase by 50 cents. Um, there are also ways that you can increase the, the project size. So it looks like you're getting a discount on the service, but let's say that you do turfs, right? And you got a quote for $1,500. You could hypothetically upgrade your turf to, I don't know, let's say $2,000 and get free lighting. Now, if the lighting costs you $300 to in parts, material, and labor, you're profiting $200 extra by doing that, even though that you're getting free lighting or maybe a discount on the turf by getting combining them. So those are two strategies that I highly recommend, the upsells as well as the anchoring as a way to increase the overall profits by increasing price. Versa, I don't know if you have any other little hacks that could be helpful. Oh. There are tons of ways you can maximize your profits. So a lot of the things you mentioned are on the revenue side, right? There are two ways to maximize your profits, right? Increase revenue or decrease costs or both. I guess there's three because you can do both. I could definitely think of a few more ways you could do it on the revenue side. One would be if you are running a promotion, factor that cost back into your pricing. So let's say you're running a promotion for $100 off. Well, increase your price per square foot by 10 cents. That way it's the same, it's the same at, out the gate cost, but it might have a higher conversion rate um, or you could increase it by more than that. Um, other ways you can maximize profits uh, by increasing your revenue, you can have higher pricing, especially if local areas are willing to subsidize you. It takes a long time. And to be honest, it's not my recommended first way to go. However, there's a lot of ways you can, let's say your state offers rebates for dual paned windows and you're a window installer, right? Well, you can factor into your pricing that your client will be able to get a rebate on all the windows you just installed. Or it, people do it all the time with like insurance as well, where, you know, you probably see you're like, we'll pay you $500 to replace your windshield. And it's like, okay, well, they're not going to, but they will bill your insurance and you're just not the final one paying. I mean, there's a bunch of other ways to do that where if you know you're, you're paying, clients, but yeah, you're like paying, but yeah, it's different. It's, it's a sneakier way of paying, but uh, that, that is one thing you could do is if you know the end client is going to be getting, let's say rebates or discounts or something else on the back end, apart from you, you can factor that into your pricing as well as in, and increase your pricing. Just make sure you tell them you're like, Hey, this is the service, but by the way, go get your $600 tax rebate. Just a heads up, like you're eligible for it. So you might as well. Um, there are definitely things you can do on that. And in terms of the reducing costs, there's a billion ways you can do it. Definitely depends what you do. Uh, take a close look at your software costs and consolidate what you can. Take a close look at your labor costs too and see, is there something I'm paying a person to do that a software can do just as well, if not better? Because the software is only going to cost you a hundred bucks a month. The person's going to cost you a lot more than that. You know, all things to just keep in mind, like make sure you just take a really close, fine look at your costs and for every single thing define how it uh, is advantageous to your business. 
And what are the functions? What are the features? Why is this a necessary expense? And then you can go through and A, cut all unnecessary expenses. That's another big one where just, you know, maybe you have in there, just back to the artificial turf example, maybe you have in there that you'll do like a particular service that nobody ever really takes you up on. But it costs you something to be able to offer it. You can always cut that service. If it's something that's really not adding any value to you or your clients, it's not a selling point, it's just kind of there, cut it. It's not worth your time and attention. Um, otherwise, you can maximize profits. Nico, you kind of alluded to this earlier, but I'm a big fan of cutting clients and business that is not advantageous. It's hard to do that because it's really hard for people to say no to money. But if it's money that takes a drastic amount of your time and attention, it's probably not worth it. Unless it's a lot of money. I mean, it might be. But you just need to make sure you're factoring those into like if there's a client who it's like day after day will not leave you alone. And maybe it's like they want to talk to you on the phone for an hour every day. Well, that's a lot of time and that's expensive. And that's time you could be spending getting new business, helping other clients, you know, doing things like that. So it's counterintuitive, but cut clients who are not actually driving profit for you. And when you factor in your profit, again, make sure you factor in all time spent. How frequently should businesses be looking at their expenses, their finances, like is this a monthly thing they should be doing quarterly? Like, what do you guys recommend? Like I said, I think you should know these numbers for every job. So for every job you do, you should know your raw materials cost, your equipment cost, your labor cost. Your overhead is going to be kind of a monthly amount that you sort of can divide evenly by all your jobs. Um, I mean, I would, I still recommend keeping a close eye on all of it that you have, that you're actively tracking. We had this job, this much it cost us, and this is how much it made us. And you should know that by the end of the job. Cool. Well, anything else before we end it off? Mm, no, I would just say it's okay. One, it's good to increase profit. Like, uh, it's something that we struggled with for a very long time and we continue to struggle with. Sometimes it's just not profitable or it's not as profitable and your attention is diverted. So don't be like, I'm giving you permission to re, you know, increase the profitable business, business side, the services uh, and cut the ones that aren't. Cause I struggle with that still today. So mm -hmm. yeah, um, one, one common mistake we see people make a lot is they offer too much, especially if it's something that requires a bit of scale yeah. to become profitable. That's one thing where like, if it's not working, cut it. Don't be afraid to cut what doesn't work. Correct. Yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense. Every for... service just because people want every service from you. Correct. Correct. Well, thank you guys so much for listening uh, to this episode. If you found this helpful, let us know at nicogetbalancemedia.com and we're all over social. Thank you guys again so much for listening and we'll talk real soon. Peace. Mm -hmm.